Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 11th of June 2022. And the title of this episode is Hasbro Wins Civil War as a Rival Raises 1 Billion. BRW Games is in the spotlight this month, as voted for by patrons, and I have an email from Joseph at BRW in my inbox. And, all being well and the timetable calm, I'll get some questions over shortly. Now, if you're in any of my gaming groups, you'll be sniggering at the very idea of a clear timetable. It's true, yours truly squeezes whatever he can into 18 or 19 hour days, but these interviews really are a high point for me, and so they're worth it. I can't promise timetables, but I can promise effort. Speaking of timetables... As we approach year three of this little highlights podcast, one which focuses on RPG news reflecting the blog, but not exclusively, we have a first. This is episode 152 of Audio EXP, and the twin headline touches on stories not written up on Geek Native. Both, though, are linked to via the Friday RPG news summary. So, why the change? Well, it took a while for both to percolate in my brain and for me to work out how important they are. Hasbro's boss, who ran Wizards of the Coast until recently, has not been fired. For now, Chris Cox is safe. Now, to recap, some investors, a group led by Alta Fox, had been pushing for Hasbro to spin off Wizards of the Coast. Why? Essentially, the accepted but never confirmed reason was that selling parts of the company would make more money than selling the company whole, even if those parts were shares. And Hasbro pushed back. So AltaFox pushed again, urging for a change on the board. That's Chris's job. And they even got quite uh, personal with the new Wizards of the Coast CEO. Well, those efforts were defeated by shareholders this month as Hasbro won. So Chris stays in place. The other bit of news is that the Embracer Group is raising $1.05 billion in funds. They own Asmodee, Dark Horse, Fantasy Flight Games and Edge Studios who publish Star Wars, the RPG, Legend of the Five Rings and they own others. Embracer paid more than $1 billion for Asmodee. So why is a Series B fund with a savvy gaming group of note? A bit of research tells me that the savvy gaming group is an arm of the Saudi Arabian Sovereign Wealth Public Investment Fund. Now, do you have a view on the human rights track record of the Saudi regime? I do. And I can tell you, it gives me cause for concern. That's not to say it's only Fantasy Flight, Edge and Asmodee who are publishers who we know and who might have dodgy investments. I've not yet researched this, but the chances of a Hasbro being invested in by all sorts including companies with petrochemical or poor green ethics, is not zero. But it is a tough call for any leadership team. Money, stability and jobs, or ethics. And is saying no to jobs still ethical? A leadership team who've been in the front lines recently is Pazio, the Starfinder and Pathfinder publisher now work with an official union. And recently, Jim Butler stepped up to be the new president. He's had that role for weeks and has now made some changes to the leadership team around him. Eric Mona and Mike Webb are still involved, 
but Rai Kong and Maddie Gallagher are promoted. Rai is the VP of Technology and comes from a web and UX background. She's an internal promotion, and even if not the name we're familiar with. Maggie Gallagher might sound familiar though. Maggie was the HR expert the company hired to sort out their trouble with staff tensions and company culture. Well, it turns out that Maggie must be in a good hire, as she's now the VP of People and Culture. I guess she's staying. And this is good. In a fluke, I also had a story about gaming companies and their employee tenure pitch to me. I took the bait, and you can find an interactive table from resume.io on the site. Links to that can be found via the transcript and the link in the show notes. Resume's LinkedIn scraping shows that Neutrogena and HSBC Bank USA have the lowest staff churn, but airlines make up the top 10. However, it's tech companies who do the worst, with Coinbase right at the bottom. And the top two gaming companies? In first place, BioWare. In second place, Sega. What about the bottom? At the second bottom is Epic Games, where people tend to move on after only two years. At rock bottom in the gaming group is Activision Blizzard, with an employee tenure of an average 1.8 years. Oh, I notice you don't look very surprised. I'm not sure this next bit of news is that surprising either. As part of their 10-year anniversary, Montecook Games has lifted the covers on a cipher system open license. That means you can now write, sell and keep some of the money for RPGs that use the cipher system. And you can do so without FAF. Okay, we've had some stories about corporate organisations. Let's balance things with a bit of anarchy. Arcana Media, the indie publisher who gave us a sci-fi RPG called Nibiru, that's a game about memories in which your character develops as they explore the spaceship they live in. That's a vast spaceship. And remember forgotten details about their lost life have been teasing us with images and page spreads about their next game called Zephyr. It looks stunning. And it's been described as an anarchist RPG about identities. One to look forward to. And I imagine it will be heading to a crowdfunding platform before retail. No cash left for crowdfunding? No worries. I have some free-to-download suggestions for you. First up, from Mudpuddle and the DMs Guild, is the Hedgehogian Files. This is an alpha release for 5e stats for 2.5-foot-tall smart hedgehogs. Yeah, they have natural armour. There are Ashcan Files for Savage Earth, in another generous preview from Fire Lizard Games, Savage Earth is a Stone Age fantasy, and that's already live in Kickstarter. Next up, there's Neoplastic Press and Mystery Monsters. I like the name Neoplastic Press, but I raise a note of concern on the 33-page and free Mystery Monsters. The cover art shows some great monster encounters, but the contents are black and white and generally puzzles or mysteries. Download this for your GM library, not for creatures, but for the sort of encounters players might ask for clues to deal with. My last recommendation for the week is Crawl and Chaos, a modern-day Lovecraftian adventure from Gildor Games. It uses the elemental RPG. I have to say, I don't have, but I am interested in elemental. Gildor seems to produce a ton of free adventures and content for it. And there is a free-to-download version of Elemental, 
So it all seems like a no-brainer. Why haven't I done it yet? Time. I just don't have time. I suppose there's a running theme about balance here, and so after doing some freebies, I could suggest that the following story is about money. But nah, I'm really highlighting this for the sheer impact of the cash. Imagine paying 800 bucks for a box of space D&D minis. With kids are charging that for D&D Icons of the Realm, Spell Drammer, Adventures in Space, the Collector's Edition box. If you are a collector, ouch. There are some exclusive minis in the box, and so it may be your only way to complete the set. Could you? Would you spend that much? Let's go out of the RPG space, but stick with space, at least sci-fi for a while. There's a sci-fi movie coming called Vesper, which looks equal part creepy and gorgeous. Our ecosystem has collapsed, and I think this is a theme that we'll see in movies a lot in coming years and we follow one girl as she attempts to cross the land. There's also the contemporary The Imperfects from Netflix. Here, the characters are about 10 years older. They're young men and women in their early 20s. Is it a coming-of-age story? Nope. It's a coming-of-rage story. You see, they've been transformed so that they're sometimes monsters. The Imperfects is about a group of them trying to deal with their life and trying to get at the mad scientist who did that to them. There are a couple of bundles in the outro section, so let's take a look. Hero Collector and Humble have teamed up for the Star Trek library, and that's selling like hotcakes, as loads of ebooks for the series, starting with, but not limited to, the Book of Grudge. If you're very quick, you might still catch the Pip collection from Third Eye Games and the bundle of folding. The Flash Shell has that flexible RPG engine on offer. Also in the bundle of folding, there's a bunch of Mutant Year Zero tiers from Freely Publishing. Mutant Year Zero gives us the Zero Year engine system. Lastly, there's a very personal bundle from Narcissa Nightshade of 18 RPGs to pay for medical bills. It looks like it makes clever and gorgeous use of retro and public domain sci-fi art. And on that note, let's wrap up there. I hope you solve any ethical debates that jump out in ambush. And I'll see you next week.